Hello, fellow internet travelers. You are not in the wrong place. You did indeed click on a podcast with a Star Wars title, but with a Warhammer topic for this week. Come on, baby birds, get on in here. Welcome to our nest of warmth, Warhammer news. <laughs> Keep it together. I'm trying. <laughs> and potentially regurgitated food, TBD. Welcome to Talk About Tatooine. I'm Andrew. I'm Nathan. And we are Twin Brothers here to bring you what's new in nerddom and give colorful commentary on our favorite subjects. Welcome to our cantina. Grab a drink and settle in as we set course for realities beyond our own. Yay! It is so hot in here. It is really, really warm. Um, this is, let's give you guys a little bit of insight right now. This is take number four. We've had so many technical difficulties on this episode so far. And we are now recording in our parents' house because that's where we're at right now. Yeah, so I... It's been uh, a good time. I'm, I'm rocking a broken foot right now, so we're staying at my parents because I physically cannot walk the dogs because I live in a condo and I don't have a yard. Yeah, and we've just we have been slapped upside the head uh, so many times by technical difficulties, but we're happy you guys are here today. We are going to be discussing Warhammer 10th Edition box set Leviathan, which is going to come with a ton of Space Marine models and Tyranid models. Yes. But today we're specifically talking about the Space Marine models. So buckle in. That's what we're going to be talking about. First, we're going to start off with our starter questions here, guys. Here we go. Andrew, what have you been working on so far in your hobby? I've been working on a, what is it called? It is a cybernetic Triceratops from the 3D modeling studio Atlan Forge. You can find tons of their content on Etsy. That's where I bought this model specifically from. It is proxying as a repulsor executioner, about 95% WYSIWYG, which is a stupid acronym for what you see is what you get. You're welcome. I hate it, so I hate to say it. It's such a dumb word. Today you learned. Pros. This is a very inexpensive way to buy an otherwise very expensive model. Uh, the Repulsor Executioner itself goes for about 100 bucks. If you buy it from Games Workshop directly, it goes for even more than that. It's a really fun piece to have on the board. It's very, or at least I'm painting it in a very colorful color scheme. My personal custom Space Marine chapter. And it's a great conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Are we seriously only at 17 seconds? No, I'm switching this around. Oh, that's three. I thought that was a zero. Cool. We can just cut that out. That's fine. You love editing anyway. Cons. Focus. Cons. <laughs> uh, 3D printed resin is very brittle. Uh, it's very messy after you print it. And when you're printing such large pieces like this one is, they have a tendency to warp and not sit flush together. So instead of sitting like this, part A, part B, flush together, you glue it together, it's sitting like this, and there's tons of negative space. That's so no I have good. To Fill that all with Army Painter green stuff, and it looks bad. I'm trying my hardest. I'm really, <laughs> I never took any like actual physical modeling courses. Uh, so, yeah, organic modeling it'll, is hard. It'll be what it is <laughs> in, in <laughs> it, its finished state. It be what it be. Hit me. What's right. up with you? Uh, my hobby work has been pretty slow recently. I've been doing a lot of different updates just around the house. Uh, 
kind of updating like my garage and my closet setup so that way I actually have storage so I can put all of my models, which is going to be really, really fun. One of the things I have been working on is I have new bases that are coming into the mail. Sweet. They are from, hold on, Hoplite's Game Studio. Really appreciate it. I was actually chatting with him on the Etsy app the other day. Right on. And I was like, hey, I really want to mention your product on our podcast. And he was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And so here's my mention to you. Really love you guys and what you guys do. Specifically, these are going to be updating all of my current orcs with bases that have a magnetic tray in the bottom. So you can super glue a magnet right into it. It sits perfectly flush with the surface. It even gives you the dimensions of the magnet you need to sit in the hole. It was just, it's so fantastic. And it has a texture. Put that magnet in. Stop it. Um, and so it have also has a textured top. So I basically can just um, base coat it. I can... Uh, highlight it and then I can shade it, maybe hit it with a little bit of extra dry brushing at the end. Uh, and I've got some other like razor wire and uh, some rock essentially from mm. um, Army Painter. I think that's, that might be the brand that I have those from without actually looking at it in front of me. I couldn't tell you um, which kind it is, but I'm very excited to get all my orc boys and knobs updated to a, mm. a base size that is not the same as the size of a Gretchen's base. So yeah, they're a little top heavy. They're a little top heavy. So that's what I've been working on. Um, this is going to be, we're going to go, like, we're not going to do all of our starter questions today, guys. So we're going to get right into our section that's basically news from the Holonet. Or in yeah. this case, it's going to be news from the Astronomicon because we're talking Warhammer today. So before we get into that, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe on the video. If you guys enjoy this, hit it with a like. That actually sends it to other people. That helps us out so much. Please do it. If you want to comment on the video, comment on what you guys are excited about. What do you guys think about 10th edition? Things like that. And then subscribe. Please subscribe. That makes it really, really easy to see how well we're doing. And that way we can gauge more content stuff as well. If you're an audio-only listener, make sure you follow us on Apple, Google, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you guys get your podcast. We're getting into it. Leviathan box set. Rumored to start off at $245 which is a little more than the Indominus, but the value is pretty outstanding. Andrew, go ahead and tell us more about what's in that box set. Yeah, we're going to talk about, this is the largest version. Probably what we're going to see is we're going to see three different box sets of Leviathan. You'll see like a command edition, a starter version, and then kind of a tweener box. I don't remember what it's called. It's like an elite or something. This is, we're going to be talking about the big command edition box, the one that actually comes with the rule set. It's going to come with 25 Marines. These are considered first company marines which is basically terminators dreadnoughts with supporting infantry which is mm -hmm. dope we also see 47 tyranid models that is almost a two to one ratio of bugs to aliens or bugs to humans yep uh this is really a thematic uh showing of how desperate the imperium is as far as the lore and the story Things are not going well. The preachers say that we are winning, says Gilliman, but really they are not. Uh, we're we're getting ripped to shreds, very literally, by the High Fleet Leviathan. In addition to those Tyranid models, we're also gonna you're also gonna get exclusive Leviathan rulebook. This is gonna be the first printed 10th edition book. So probably worth getting your hands on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I already have uh, some talks going with uh, some buddies of mine to potentially split this box. I'm not a Tyranid player, but I am a Space Marine player, and I very much want the Ballistus Dreadnought. I he's just got a big laser cannon on one arm and missiles on the other arm, and I'm all about it. I can't wait. 
It's going to be good. I'm really trying to stay on topic, but I'm so excited for these Marines. Uh, It also comes with a chapter-approved mission deck, so that's the actual cards that you can flip through for primary and secondary objectives, and then a Space Marine transfer sheet, which it seems like every box you buy from Games Workshop, you could buy a Dark Eldar Combat Patrol, and they'd be like, do you want some Space Marine transfer sheets? Because we we have those, and we have a million of them. No. You ever need to make a your own chapter? I have so many. Don't, be, don't buy any. I'll be hitting you up for those. Oh for sure. my gosh! I use them as bookmarks at this point. I'm just that's super fair. There, there's too many of them. All right. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, here guys, in this episode, we are only going to be covering the Space Marines in this box because we have recorded this actually several times now, and just talking <laughs> about the Space Marines takes about the amount of a lot of time that oh. we want it to. So we are going to jump right in. The fun thing about having so many technical difficulties, guys, is that we have had to do this a couple of times now, and we've kind of refined our process a little bit. And the bummer part is we don't have data sheets for all of this yet. So we're going to be going over the data sheets we do have. So keep that in mind. And some of this is going to be inferred because, for example, a captain in Terminator armor and a librarian in Terminator armor probably have some, if not most, of the same stats. So keep that in mind. Let's start with the captain in Terminator armor, and the closest thing we have uh, to a data sheet for the Captain in Terminator armor is the Librarian in Terminator armor. So these guys mm. are going to have basically the same stat line because they're in Terminator armor. Uh, the only thing we might see different is maybe a different leadership characteristic. We only expect this to be like one different between the Librarian and the Captain if we see any difference at all. Let's see, what are your highlights for the Librarian? So one of the things I want to highlight here, guys, is the uh, one of the new abilities that's actually going to be attached to the combi weapon, which is one of the ranged weapons that the librarian has. Now, what I want to talk about is the anti-infantry 4-plus characteristic. Mm-hmm. So essentially what this means is I was a little bit confused about this. You're going to see three different abilities. You're going to see anti-infantry 4-plus, devastating wounds, and rapid fire. The anti-keyword is essentially an opening to a formula of how this weapon is going to do against certain types of units. So for example... Because this is anti-infantry, any unit with the tag infantry, this is going to automatically wound at a 4+, regardless of the strength to toughness ratio. Now, keep in mind here, guys, if you're shooting at an infantry model that has 12 toughness for some reason, and the strength on this weapon is 4, you're probably only going to be wounding on like 5s or 6s, you know? And so with this anti-infantry keyword, this is actually going to help you out quite a bit. Yeah. So I was really excited about that and the devastating wounds, uh, which basically turns your wounds uh, wound roll of six into a mortal wound, which yeah. I'm super excited about, which means you can't save those. They automatically go through. Uh, and that could just mean like if the dice want to tell some stories, they're going to do some cool stuff. Clarifying question. When you have the devastating wound characteristic on a weapon yes. and your damage characteristic for that weapon is, say, damage two, every time you roll a six for that, is that two mortal wounds? Yes. That's awesome. Because, that is going to be... Because it's it's one wound with damage two, right? So it would be... That's yeah. that's how it would be applied. So it would be applied. two mortal wounds per, per six. Which I be... don't know if there's too many. Most likely we would see that on anti-vehicle keywords, not necessarily anti infantry Mm-hmm. because the damage on this combi weapon is only damage one it is so only every one. successful wound would but that's probably something they're going to suss out as well it's like hey if you're shooting something with a rail gun and that has anti-vehicle <laughs> on it does that 
that's going to be a whole nother thing, right? Because sure. we want to make sure that we're seeing exactly how many wounds that is doing. But that's probably one of the things I wanted to highlight just because I really like all the new abilities that they're putting on here. I think they're actually doing a pretty good job with laying those out. And personally, I actually love the look of this model. I think this is a really, really cool looking model, and I really want to get one. Especially if you've ever seen the sculpt for the old Tiberi Tiberias. If you've ever seen the old sculpt for the Librarian and Terminator armor, dude, it's fugly. He's, he's got like his face is all busted and warped, like not the good like ah, Nurgle warped, like ah, you're melted plastic yeah, and you sold that to me for 30 bucks. Yeah, he's been hit over the head a few too many times. One thing I wanted to highlight in this data sheet specifically, which hopefully will still be on your screen. I'm looking at him because he's the one who edits. <laughs> I don't do anything. I just sit here and look pretty, which I'm not even that good at. Uh, we see the characteristics for psychic abilities are now being transferred to their respective phases. This is something that 10th edition is going to do to simplify the game is they're removing the psychic phase entirely. It's gone. And now you see psychic abilities. Like if you have a ranged psychic ability that is now in the shooting phase, if you have a blessing to bestow upon your space Marines that now happens in the command phase, or if it, or whatever leadership, whatever that's going to happen during leadership phase, which is also changing, but it's a little confusing. So I don't, we're going to get to that they, probably in a different episode. Yeah, they'll, they'll be rolling out more stuff as well. 10th edition is changing a lot of different things. It's changing a lot of things. So we're going to hopefully keep you up to date. This is like our first of like three other episodes for 10th edition that we're planning because like just earlier today, Astra Militarum came out with a bunch of stuff. Today is May 8th, by the way, track. Uh, they're coming out with a bunch of Astra Militarum stuff. They just did the Codex Focus. It's not called Codex anymore. That's another change. They're doing the Faction Focus for the Necrons. They're going to do Chaos Space Marines if they haven't already. They're going to do um, Tyranids, for one, because they're the other set in this box. Yeah, it's the other highlighted portion. So, yeah. so there's, there's so much stuff coming. We're really excited. We're going to be talking a lot of Warhammer here soon. And maybe, maybe, maybe we'll even... Uh, put together a how to play 10th edition for for you guys and uh, potentially either put that on our patreon or our youtube in general so absolutely uh, real quick uh some other data sheets we don't yet have for this box set the apothecary biologus biologus who knows i pronounce it biologus biologus nope. let us know in the comments uh how wrong i am would yes, love please. to hear that we're getting another lieutenant because that's what the people want massive eye roll involved I, I won't lie though the lieutenant in phobos armor is super cool he has so many knives he's literally like all i do is kill turn tyranids termagons i was like i was gonna say terminators all he does is he kills <laughs> and he like has like this cool chitinous plating that he's basically stolen from the tyranids it's super cool anyways yeah so we're getting another lieutenant in phobos armor like he said we're getting stern guard veterans which this is really cool because in the photo for the stern guard stern guard veterans you see Primaris and Firstborn. That is something that 10th edition is going away with, with the Space Marine faction. It's the difference between Primaris Marines and Firstborn Marines. Those keywords do not exist in the new indexes and rulebooks, as far as I'm aware, which is a big, big bonus. That means it Primaris is. Marines in Land Raiders. That means Firstborn in freaking Predators. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really great. So cool. 
it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited because this really marries like the old stuff that I have with the new stuff that I have. And it's not just outdating the old Marines, yeah. which I'm really excited about. We're going to talk about the Terminator squad. So if you haven't seen already, there is an updated Terminator model. They basically didn't change anything about the way the Terminators look. They only made them bigger, which is the only thing that needed to happen. I'm, that's the only thing that needed to happen. He's stressing me out with how close he's getting to the mic right now, guys. <laughs> so that's why he's being silly. I love uh, it. I'm like, I keep bumping stuff because I'm trying to be animated and show how like excited i am i might as well just slap his imac right off the thing be like i'm so excited do a table flip i'm over here and i'm like a nervous wreck because i'm like if anything gets bumped we're gonna lose recording time again this is our fourth try <laughs> and it's all gonna be over because of me yeah it's gonna be a good time and i'm not gonna be mad at all oh gosh okay uh what did i want to talk about here terminators uh, bigger they're bigger and the ability that i want to talk about specifically on this data sheet is the oath of moment Ooh, yes faction keyword so the oath of moment this is a rule or an ability that all space marines are going to have space marine vehicles characters monsters and infantry mm -hmm. and probably turrets as well oath of moment means at the beginning of your command phase you basically get to single out a single character or a, a single unit mm -hmm. on the enemy field and say i'm gonna get to re-roll my hit and wound rolls against those those bad boys you did hear that correctly hit and wound rolls that is incredibly powerful it is broken it is it is very literally the lore equivalent space marines what they do is they take these like big parchments and they literally write out uh dear diary this is who i am going to kill today on the battlefield and they wax seal it to their chest or their pauldrons or something they'll put it anywhere they'll put it like they'll put it smack dab in the middle of their forehead and they be, <laughs> like, they be like i'm i'm coming for you <laughs> yeah i could see that that's not what space marines sound well that'd be so funny yeah, there's no reason you couldn't have scottish, scottish space marines because <laughs> they're human human that'd be awesome I hope I hope there's just a gigantic red mark on my head. I hit it pretty hard. I don't know if you heard that in the recording. Yeah, that totally came through. He's That's looking awesome. He's looking to see if it spikes on the microphone. He's like, it does. Okay, now that I've given myself a concussion, Nathan, tell us what you're excited about the new Terminator model. So one thing I'm excited about is actually kind of more of the same is specifically like the chain fist, which I'm very, very excited about. This Ooh. has the anti-vehicle keyword. And now this is going to become... This is going to become even more important because the anti-infantry keyword is like you're dealing with a strength to toughness ratio that is much more controlled. Yep. We're not going to see these big ranges. Vehicles, we are going to see this big range. Some of the models we are going to be looking at today have double digit toughness. Oh, and I'm so, so excited. Imagine if you're like, again, if you have a strength five weapon against a toughness 10, it's like, cool. You, what is it? Is it fives? If you, it'd be five it, ups. It'd be five ups. And so it's a 33% chance. That's basically like everyone shooting like an orc. And that just pisses me off because I'm an orc player. So. Orcs are so bad at shooting. But with the chain fist, which keep in mind, this chain fist on the Terminator squad here, guys, is strength eight. So it still does a decent amount of damage, it's but it's an anti-vehicle three plus, which means it gives it a four out of six chance of hitting or, or or wounding excuse me and that means it's a 66 percent chance it's good that is fantastic i'm really excited about that 
it makes me want to have terminators it makes me want to shell out and buy these guys mm -hmm. and just do all the things and honestly i'm excited about all the basically the whole uh armament they have even in range the assault cannon the cyclone missile launcher the heavy flamer the storm bolter i'm excited about all of it um but i'm really excited to get up close and personal with those chain fists i'm really excited because as a dark angels player i'm currently trying to uh upgrade 20 terminator models that i have right now they're all like ripped off of their bases and i'm going to make them taller and try to make it so they're not all monopose and i'm magnetizing their arms basically it's way too much work i don't know why i've done this but once i'm done it will be an incredibly powerful force and now they're toughness five which is awesome give me a good time it's gonna be a good time all right guys let's move on to the next one next unit we've got coming up here guys is the infernus marines I'm super excited about this because this is going to be the closest current 9th edition bottle set that we have close to this is the, uh, basically the, oh, it's a Death Watch kill team. That's the closest we have, and specifically they have the Infernus Heavy Bolter, uh, which is basically yeah. a combi weapon that is like a bolter and a flamer at the same time. So the Infernus kind of takes that ability and is like, hey, how about we just have an entire Space Marine unit? of them by the way and just give them all flamers just like d6 attacks the whole thing strength <laughs> uh, five like it's going to be great they have uh, uh what's called the torrent ability so instead of mm -hmm. having the entire text that says every single time a hit roll is made for this unit every hit automatically hits it just says torrent it takes all that description and just boop, abbreviates it torrent everything hits you roll d6 to see how many attacks you get every single one of those goes through you move immediately to the wound roll i'm excited about it Get truncated, sucker. That's what the kids say nowadays. Most kids probably can't even spell truncated. Uh, one thing I'm really excited for is this squad has an ability called Purge the Foe. This is on top of Oath of Moment. Uh, purge the Foe. Anytime or in your shooting phase after this unit has shot, you can select one enemy infantry unit hit by one or more of those attacks made by a pyre blaster. That enemy must take a battle shock test. This is going to be the new version of morale and leadership. It's called Battleshock now. Mm -hmm. And you get like an option of like three things you can do. You can like, you either can like choose an option to like, it like negatively impacts your movement or your ability to like stay on the objective or just like take casualties. Uh, that's like a super, super terrible summary. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I like, I was listening to some Auspect's tactics while I was working and I was like, that sounds like something I should listen to. And then I was only half listening to it. Battleshock is going to be the new leadership uh, and morale test. So, yeah, so you're going to get for that. You're going to get a unit that basically does automatic wounds which are automatic hits at, again, 10 bottles in a unit. Mm -hmm. So imagine having 10 D6 attacks coming in for automatic hits. So I have a feeling if you're running squads of 10 of these, they are going to be horde busters, which makes sense because this is all lore specific. You have yes. the horde of Tyranids coming in. Mm -hmm. You have the entire Segmentum Pacificus that is literally being overrun with bugs with claws. And they're like, we just need more fire. We just need, we more, just fire. need more fire. So, And it makes a lot of lore sense that immolating a giant squad of Gaunts and just setting them ablaze would cause them to panic a little bit. And that's why we get the battle shock ability and purge the foe. Oh, this next one, this is a good model. I am out of everything in this box set, this next one, which we're, we're going to throw these up on the screen so you guys can see what we're talking about as well. Yeah. The next model we're going to be looking at is the Ballistus Dreadnought. I think the thing that excites me the most is the Ballistus Laz Cannon. 
I'm a weapons focused guy, especially yeah. even when we do like our Star Wars shorts and stuff. I'm mostly writing about ships, weapons, and other things. So the Ballistic Laz Cannon, really quickly, 48 inch range, two attacks, ballistic skill of three up, strength 12. So huge amount of strength. AP minus three, so it's going to go through quite a bit of armor, which is going to be fantastic. Damage, D6 plus one, so it does a minimum of two damage every single time it comes in, all the way up to potentially seven damage. So if it's maxing out its hits, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to do 14 damage if you rolled perfectly. That's a lot of damage. And that's one of its three ranged weapons. This thing has enough firepower to where if it were to shoot itself just with the Laz Cannon, it could one-shot it. Well, I guess two-shot it. Because it can deal a maximum... It can do a maximum of... It can do a maximum of 14 damage with uh, a basement of four, which that would be a definitely feels-bad moment if you got both to go through and then roll uh, Snake Eyes on the damage. That would that be would, a bummer. Uh, yeah, re-roll those ones, boy. Weird, girls. Weirdly enough, there's part of me that would think I kind of just want to use this as a character killer. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, what character model can survive 14 minutes minus like Gaz? Not a lot. Um, something we're seeing in 10th edition is we are seeing a lot of potentially units that don't have damage caps and don't have minus damage. Uh, if you've looked at the Abaddon data sheet yet, there is no damage phase cap. It's gone. Which is awesome because... Gaz is my warlord currently, and that makes me sad. That makes me really happy because I freaking hate Gaz. Doesn't the Nightbringer also have a damage cap? The Nightbringer, who we have a buddy who in our group who plays Necrons. Um, I am very, very experienced at losing to Necrons. I'm, I'm seriously, point, yeah. I've seriously only beat him like once. I'm a very bad Warhammer player. There's probably not going to be a lot of battle reports on our channel. They're like, wow, Andrew doesn't know how to count. Wow, Andrew doesn't know what's in his data sheet. Wow, Andrew's crying? What? <laughs> uh, Again? <laughs> but there's no, there's no damage phase caps and there's no reduction of damage. In 9th edition, the Dreadnoughts had an ability called Duty Eternal. We do not see that on the Ballistas Dreadnought. We're unclear on whether or not the original Dreadnoughts, which will get new data sheets, will have that. The Redemptor Dreadnought had it. The Brutalis Dreadnought had it. But we haven't seen their 10th edition data sheets yet. Mm -hmm. If I were to guess, it's not going to. It's going to be gone, which is a bummer because this walking tank doesn't have an invulnerable save. It has a two-up armor save. Which, which is, is really good. Which is fine unless you're shooting at it with weapons with again three minus three like a ballistic last cannon <laughs> uh but we'll see how this does um overall we see it's gonna have 12 wounds it's it's moving up to toughness 10 and its movement Sweet. characteristic is still eight inches which is makes it a very very mobile gun platform i'm so excited i want to run like just five of them I'm hoping to get two Ballistas, two Brutalis, and two Redemptor Dreadnoughts with Lionel Johnson as their warlord, and that just that be my army. Does that make you feel certain feelings of anger and rage? And To be fair, last time we played, I fielded almost 100 Orc, so that makes sense. I got destroyed. Well, I was on your team, and I still we got both, destroyed. We both got destroyed. So. I got tabled past turn two. It was really embarrassing. 
which was fine because then I got to sit down because my foot was still broken at that time. And I was like, I'm in so much physical pain. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next one. Another thing we're going to talk about is Armor of Contempt. This is now like the third or fourth iteration we've seen of Armor of Contempt in the last year. Yep. They added it to a balanced data slate where everything in Codex Astartes got Armor of Contempt, which was basically more armor. It made things that have more armor penetration weaker. Weaker. Yeah, it's hard because it's like AP minus one. So it technically is a plus one armor penetration, which intuitively doesn't sound right. But it made Space Marines harder to kill. And then they took it away. And now they're bringing it back? Question mark? Well, the nice thing is, is armor of contempt is back, but now it's a stratagem. You have to yes. spend those sweet, sweet CP points to actually be able to use. And this is this is what I like because... This way you can't just have an army-wide armor of contempt, whereas you Ooh. can use it on more strategic units. So, for example, if I'm shooting rockets at hopefully one of your new dreadnoughts, yeah. then you can say, oh, I want to use armor of contempt on these because maybe those rockets, those las cannons, or Lord help me someday when I get a Tau railgun, and I'm shooting at you with like AP minus 7,000, oh, then gosh. you can actually use this armor of contempt to potentially save one of your more armored units. I, th I believe this is similar to the Armor of Contempt stratagem that the Space Marines have now, which, yes, they also had a stratagem called Armor. Plus the rule. It's not confusing. Yeah, it's not, it's not confusing at all. Again, this is why Games Workshop is really pushing towards a more simplified version of the game. It is not going to be simple, but it is going to be simplified. Yep. Important distinction. Oh, yeah. Because the rules bloat is insane. It's so hard. I'm a relatively intelligent person. I can usually tie my shoes correctly on the first try. And this game really confuses me with like how much stuff I have to remove. It does have quite a bit, which is also why people do so well making YouTube videos on how to play Warhammer. Which is hopefully going to be us someday soon instead of just talking about it. So we'll see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So this is going to be a battle tactic stratagem specifically for the Gladius Task Force. So this is going to be a type of detachment I'm assuming for 10th edition Space Marines, it's like, hey, you can make a Gladius task force. And if you do that, you have X amount of elites, X amount of troops and a Lord of War or whatever it's going to look like. You're going to get access to this stratagem when you use it during your opponent's shooting phase or the fight phase. So melee and ranged just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. This isn't five minutes after they've selected. This is they have declared you say I'm going to use this stratagem. Try to be pretty quick about it. Like, if you're on the other end, don't bad manners the other person and, and rush through your rolling and stuff. You need to give people the courtesy of trying. Let's let's be good sports. Let's try to be good sports. Yeah, don't don't count their hit rolls and be like, I'm going to use Armor of Contempt now. It's like, no, like, hey, my orcs are going to shoot your Space Marines with something that has AP for an orc weapon, which doesn't exist. And you're going to say... That is now the appropriate time to say, hey, I'm going to spend a CP and I'm going to use Armor of Contempt. But if I'm going to say, hey, I am going to take my orcs, I'm going to shoot you. And then I like just rapidly like roll a bunch of dice and you're like, oh, I actually wanted to use Armor of Contempt. Like we would yeah. consider that to be OK. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it you, comes down to the golden rule is like if everyone agrees on something, it's OK. And and per the wording of the actual stratagem if you wait till the person actually rolls their dice and you are starting to count it is actually too late that won't fly in a tournament so make sure 
if you're going to use this stratagem, have like a cheat sheet or something or just whatever. I don't even know what the indexes are going to look like. I think they're going to be PDFs. So have your tablet open. Don't buy an Amazon tablet because they're super slow. Um, I digress. So the target for this stratagem, let's get back on track, is one Adeptus Astartes unit from your army that was selected as the target. Obviously. You wouldn't use this on something that's not being targeted. That's dumb and useless. Uh, let's see. By the target of one or more of the attacking unit's attacks. Oh, yeah. Like I said. The effect. The fun part. Until the end of the phase, each time an attack targets your unit, worsen the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. So if you are shooting me with the Ballistus Lazcana, like we talked earlier, and your AP is minus three, and I use this armor of contempt on the targeted unit, it is now AP minus two, and my saves are going to be easier. If you have been paying attention, you will notice that we didn't cover every single one of the Space Marine data sheets that is listed in the box. That is because they are not available to us yet. Mm -hmm. When we see them, we will repost them. I'm usually pretty good about when Warhammer posts new things. I get a notification on my phone and laptop, say it has posted this new thing, click on the shiny new picture, and I immediately repost it on Twitter as best as I can. I do have a full-time job, and we, I do need yeah. to... We both have full-time jobs. I'm typically the one posting on Twitter, though, so I didn't want to speak for him. Uh, I got the easy side, and I post on social media, and he does all the editing. I hate working with social media. I gave that job to him. Anyways, uh, I will say we have not all the data sheets that we have currently for all the units in the Leviathan box, but we do also have data sheets for units that are not in the Leviathan box. We will be going over those at a different time, so just keep that in mind here, yep. guys. You're like... Are you going to talk about Gilliman or the Rhino or all these different things? Not today. So we'll keep that in mind. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Probably, There's a lot of new units. Probably we're going to write some shorts and have those come out here soon. Theoretically. Probably in the next week. Well, theoretically, everything's getting a new data sheet. So there's too much to talk about in one episode. There really is. There so really is. That's going to be a lot of content. So please hit that bell. Like, if you want to keep up to date, like, we're going to do our best. And that also just really helps support us too. So we appreciate it. Some other things to note. Uh, you'll probably notice we didn't talk about any of the different chapters or their abilities because we don't know them yet. Uh, still waiting. Different chapters will have detachment rules as well. Unclear if chapter rules will go by the wayside and you will have to be really clever about how you build your army to get those bonuses. Like we talked about earlier, the uh, Armor of Contempt is a detachment-specific stratagem. It's not a chapter-specific. It's detachment-specific. How you form your army together. We probably will see chapter rules as well, but it's totally unclear what we're going to look like. My guess is salamanders things like that are still going to get bonuses to flame weapons mm -hmm. if you're running salamanders it's probably going to be a pretty fair guess that running the fire blaster units or what are they called infernus marines something like that. yeah they're infernus marines um it's probably going to be worth your money to run a couple blobs of these because you're salamander you like to light things on fire so those kind of bonuses we probably will see return. That is complete speculation, though. Each army will still have access to 11 core stratagems. So that's like your strategic reroll, 
Overwatch, things like that. Uh, next, we'll go over the difference between leaders and lone operatives. To my understanding, currently, lone operatives are going to be usually character type models that can still be fielded on the board, but they are standalone, whereas leaders are going to be attached to squads so that they can specifically be buffing those squads right. instead of giving auras like we're used to. Yeah, aura abilities are going by the wayside unless you're fielding a very powerful unit. Uh, Lionel Johnson probably will still have auras. Um, Gilliman does have auras. You can't pick this, or you, he has different abilities. We'll go over that uh, later. But only really powerful characters will have aura abilities, mm -hmm. which is really what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Another... Uh... Another addition we see is going to be the Lone Operative Ability, which again, those are standalone units. Units mm -hmm. with the Lone Operative Ability can't be targeted by ranged attacks unless the attacker is within 12 inches. So this is going to be really cool for like Vindicare Assassins and Commander Shadow Sun. Mm -hmm. So that way they can basically hide near different infantries or as long as like they're 12 inches away, they can kind of move around the board strategically and not get shot at. Which yeah, is going it's, to be it's a cool. stealth mechanic. Essentially, it means you can set up your, your uh, Vindicare Assassin across the, the battlefield within range of everything from your opponent. But if your opponent wants to take it out, it can't just snipe it with a LAS cannon from across the field. You have to go and basically assault the Vindicare Assassin up close and personal and really get up in his face. And meanwhile, he'll probably just mow you down. Yeah, if he doesn't shoot you off the board. In yeah, the if meantime. he doesn't shoot you off the board. For sure. So a lot of different thematic elements are coming to the game so that make it a little bit more intuitive. In my opinion, I find intuitive rules to be easier to remember. So oh, it's like they're intuitive. Intuitive. What am I? I find thematic rules easier to follow because I personally believe they're more intuitive. Last thing we want to talk about is some of our predictions for 10th edition. There's so much stuff we haven't yet talked about. I'm so excited. And that we haven't even seen yet. My first, so I'm going to talk Space Marines here because I love the Space Marines. I grew up reading books. I've played all the games. I'm a sucker. Uh, they got me good, although I'm not really an Ultramarine fan, so I'm not, uh, I'm not one of them blueberries running around. However, I do believe that we are going to see in 10th edition the return of Assault Marines. We mm. are going to get the newest generation of jump pack marines chain swords and power axes hopefully a thunder hammer or two oh, that's what awesome. we want to see that's something that was completely absent in ninth edition unless you were running firstborn um assault marines and which were typically only good in armies like blood angels mm -hmm. if you weren't running blood angels there was really no reason to run these hopefully not anymore my Hope is that we see these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't been spoiled at all. So I was hoping to get a little bit of a spoiler for these units if they show up at all in the Land Raider data sheet, because the Land Raider data sheet talks specifically about what type of armored Marines can be in it and how many spaces it takes up. It talks about regular Terminator, Gravis, and Centurion models and how many. Those take up, but that's it. It doesn't talk about, oh, and then units with jump packs take up this amount of space. If the assault marines 
as I see them in my head with jump packs are going to come to 10th edition, they're probably going to have a rule on their data sheet specifically saying this unit cannot be transported, which is also how they're hiding it from the data sheets that they're releasing now, which is a little clever. So really hope to see that. Be really cool. I think the next loyalist Primarch we're going to see is going to be Lehman Russ. Uh, he is the Great Wolf, the pack leader of the Vilka Fenrika, and the Emperor's Executioner. I think he's going to be very fun to see. I think he's going to swoop back in, maybe even like cut the head off of Vashtor or something uh, before. It's going to be dope. Or Vashtor ascends to godhood, uh, which I do think he is going to either become the fifth chaos god, Vashtor, the Archifane, or he's going to get his head cut off by Lehman Russ. And then I think for traitor Primarchs, we are going to say, what did, what did you call the Emperor's children, Primarch? He is the uh, rape snake. That is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it's lore accurate. That's what they do. Is they're gross. The they Emperor's are, children are, are nasty. Yes, they are a very debaucherous kin, but Fulgrim, the, the Primarch of the Emperor's children, I think he's going to come to the tabletop next as the next trader Primarch. It's a little unfortunate that we only have two Loyalist Primarchs and three, basically four, Demon Primarchs, if you count Abaddon. Not really. He's not a Primarch, technically. Yeah, but he's, he's as close as you can get to being a Primarch without specifically being engineered by the Emperor. Agreed, because he is now the War Master of the Chaos Legions, has been since the fall of Horus. He's incredibly old, and he's also blessed by all of the Chaos Gods. I believe he's Chaos Undivided, yeah. Yeah, dude is like evil through and through. So he's, he's an honorary Primarch. I'm sure that's going to get some people upset, but not an actual Primarch, whatever. <laughs> if you are upset, please just put it in the comments. For heaven's sake, just post it in the comments. Dude, yeah, we need it roast me no don't i'm a big man with big feelings so we do have one more prediction and i actually agree with this one and i and andrew and i both agree on this is we think there is going to be printed assault on terra you're gonna get i think i think this needs to be happen more i think it's it's so much fun and it really raises the stakes when baddies enter the throne room or yeah. the throne world like it's just so cool it really ups the intensity factor and that's what i want to see i want to see like the space marines and the imperium get into a dangerous situation i want to see them crawl their way out i don't want them to just see oh we will we have heroes on this planet they died to the tyranids but they valiantly hit them back i'm like nope i want to see and i just want i want to see i want to see the imperium kind of like get pushed in a little bit and then have have to figure they, their way out to destroying the tyranid menace that is essentially encapsulating them from like all all sides and if you think about the galactic plane it's not everyone just coming in as a disc there's some coming in from the top there's some coming in from the bottom like they're being completely surrounded. they're completely surrounded yeah so. for sure uh i think it would be really cool to see new neuro hive tyrant basically charge into the throne room of the emperor ready to strike down the carrion lord and then the emperor just tears him to pieces off of his golden throne Potentially even resurrects. Finally, we see Emperor return. That's probably not going to happen. That's where I differ a little bit. Would it be cool? Yes. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Yeah, maybe he'll just kill the Emperor. That actually would be 
interesting. That would blow my socks off. But potentially that would also free the Emperor to finally be, if Vashtor hasn't done it already, become a basically a chaos. Yeah, which I think is going to happen. Yeah, I think he's limited, but once they figure out a way to keep the Astronomicon lit and without the webway basically bursting open and demons coming back onto Terra, yeah. I think once they can figure that out, like he's good to go. Like he's got everything already set up. Agreed. So, all right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching here today. Every single one of you watching is beautiful or handsome or whatever you guys would like. So make sure to leave your theories in the comments here, guys. Share pictures of your models on Instagram or Twitter. Please tag us in talk at Talk About Tatooine. We'd love to shout you guys out. Shout you guys out. One thing we're also hoping to do is start a Q&A section of the podcast as well. You guys can, again, send in questions on our Patreon page. In the comments of any of those, you can tweet at us or you can shoot us an email at talkabouttatooine at gmail.com. So make sure to subscribe to this video so that the algorithmic overlords will slice this video into the feeds of other like-minded folks. And until next time, the Emperor protects. Close your eyes.